Welcome back to Big Lezzers League and all a rugby league experience. Let's continue the uh, predicted uh, premiership windows from Fox League for every team. We'll start off the next one. This one, I mean, uh, with the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Let's go ahead and read this analysis. The Dragons, they were one of the most disappointing teams of the season and went and were it not for the Tigers. Uh, they could have proved preseason wooden spoon predictions right as they finished second last. Anthony Griffin was sacked mid-season for former Sharks premiership winning coach Shane Flanagan, uh, and he has been brought in to fix the club, uh, which has fallen away badly in the last decade after winning the title back in 2010. Unfortunately, the club has been unable to improve their roster much at this stage with only Hame Sele from the Rabbitohs and Kyle Flanagan from the Bulldogs uh, joining the team in 2024. Sele would add some much-needed starch to the pack, while Flanagan will partner Ben Hunt in the halves after Junior Ramone's legal troubles and Jaden Sullivan's switch to the Tigers. There is a feeling this roster is a lot better than they were uh, than they finished last season, and Flanagan will bring out the best in them. Uh, but their next premiership still looks a long way off at this stage. Premiership window, uh, 2028 to 2030. Uh, and look, I, I, as I said, I, I don't think they're going to be winning a premiership for a while. They're in a lot of bother, the Dragons, a lot of bother. Um, at this stage, you know, they've got a lot of things they need to go right before they can go ahead and win a premiership or even come close to winning a premiership. Um, they've definitely got to sort out this Ben Hunt situation. Obviously, he uh, could be potentially leaving the club in 2025, maybe even halfway through 2024. So uh, potentially getting him to uh, re-sign or you know, have faith in the roster is going to be a big thing. They're obviously going to go big with some big signings in Joseph Manu uh, and obviously some other guys they're rumored to get as well as some big moves such as Zach Lomax going to fullback for next season. And obviously, meaning that Tyros Sloan will either be on the wing or in reserve grade. Um, and yeah, getting some younger guys into this team. The money ball trick didn't work. Uh, their side is a much older roster now. Probably the oldest roster in the comp at the moment. Uh, they need to bring more guys in like Hamo Sele who are young and fresh. Um, and yeah, some depth in the spine uh, is a big thing they need to improve on as well. We've talked about this ad nauseum on the podcast. We've talked about this a lot. Uh, the fact that they've only filled 26 out of their 30-man squad uh, and they haven't got any depth in the halves or at fullback at this stage. The best they can do for depth in the halves is Jack Bird. The best they can do for depth in the fullback spot other than Tyrell Sloan, um, you know, is no one really um, other than probably Jack Bird as well. So getting some guys to come in for 2024 and potentially even 2025 is going to be massive and they definitely do need depth. Uh, they've hurt themselves, but they've also been hurt by what's happened with Junior Ramon as well. That isn't their fault, but letting go of Sullivan willy-nilly, that was their fault and they're going to suffer the consequences of that because whether Kyle Flanagan was brought in as depth in the halves or as a 14 to come on at nine, uh, he's 
pretty much now forced to be playing in that 5'8 jersey. Pretty much forced to be playing in that 5'8 jersey. Um, so they've got a lot of things going on. They've got a lot of things going wrong at the moment. The Dragons, that they definitely need to fix going into next year. Depth in the spine being one of them. Uh, and obviously signing some younger guys in the forwards and around the side as well as uh, blooding some younger guys as well. So uh, a lot of things that need to happen for St. George if they are to be a successful outfit. Um, South Sydney, let's talk about them and their analysis. Now, the Rabbitohs were arguably the most disappointing team in 2023, going from a preliminary final finish in 2022 uh, and being first place after 10 rounds, only to miss the finals in 2023. Uh, An injury to their best player, Latrell Mitchell, hurt the side's confidence, but even with uh, hit back on deck. South didn't look a team capable of going all the way late in the season. South are a team that when they are on, they look unbeatable, but too often they don't turn up with the right mindset and they struggle for consistency week to week. And you can somewhat pinpoint that on a few individuals um, as well. Um, but yeah, all in all, they just didn't turn up with the right mindset in games towards the back end of the year. You can definitely agree with that. Uh, the club have bolstered their ranks with the signing of Jack Whiten and Sean Kepi, uh, but they have all they have also lost Hamay Sele to the Dragons, we just talked about, uh, Blake Taft to the Bulldogs, and Jed Cartwright to the Newcastle Knights. Whiten will prove a point of difference on the edges and give the spine more star power. Give the side more star power, I mean. Um, however, the side need to see improvement from halfback Lockie Ilias uh, and get more cohesion from their spine and attack to compete for the title. Uh, with Cody, Cody Walker's contract coming to an end in 2025, Souths know they need to win the title in the next couple of seasons or they could be set for a rebuild with a new halves pairing when he hangs up the boots. Premiership window 2024 and 2025. That is a small window they've given the Rabbitohs there. Uh, I would say 2024 to 2026, I'd give them a few more years than just two years to win a premiership. That is absolutely hectic. Uh, But let's go through this analysis and maybe we can figure out if we do agree with the two-year window. So, uh, most disappointing team in 2023. I don't think so for the whole year, especially at the start of the year. They were very impressive. If anyone was the most disappointing team in 2023, uh, it was Parramatta, obviously going to a grand final and then uh, the, the previous year and then missing the finals. I think that's a little bit worse. But the end of the year for South in the same breath was disgusting. Uh, even as a South fan myself, it was putrid the way we ended the year. There was no want to win games. Uh, they very easily fall in and out of games as well. You saw there were some guys that wanted it, but there was just others that didn't. And it really cost us at the back end of the year. Uh, there's a few attitude problems and uh, a lot of media attention. I believe it's the most media attention we've gotten. In terms of it being negative uh, and really drawn towards Latrell Mitchell and Cody Walker and their attitudes, um, I don't really look into that too much. Uh, but there's certain things that we've heard and um, which we've seen replicated on the field. I think Latrell Mitchell needs to come into next season with a mindset of I'm going to prove to everyone in uh, everyone watching NRL that I am the best. I'm going to prove to every player playing NRL 
that I am the best because he can be when he's on. When he's on fire, Latrell Mitchell is probably one of the better players in the competition. He just needs to prove that to everyone else. He needs to come out and say that he's got a good attitude. He needs to prove every to everyone else he's got a good attitude. He needs to come out and he needs to show it on the field because saying things is one thing, but then playing uh, and, and you know leading by your actions is another. And I think Latrell really needs to lead by his actions going into next season uh, if the Rabbitohs want to be a successful outfit and they want to go anywhere near a premiership. Um, I think that losing Blake Taff does hurt. There isn't much depth at fullback. Again, in the same breath, Alex Johnston has shown uh, for PNG that he can kill it at fullback. So if Latrell does go down again, obviously AJ can slot in there. Um, but they do need some more depth at fullback for me. Um, I really do think they need another guy that can come in and play fullback. Uh, whether that be, you know, Blooding Tyrone Munro into that fullback sort of role uh, in reserve grade in New South Wales Cup. Obviously, they might have to do that with Blake Taff being on the outer. Um, but yeah, even if that means blooding a Tyrone Munro into a fullback role in reserve grade, I think that would be a very, very good idea for South Sydney moving into next season. Uh, Hamay Sele, again, another big loss for South Sydney in terms of the middles. He was absolutely outstanding. Every time he came on, he had a massive impact and a massive sway on the momentum uh, going through the middle for this side. Yes, they get that back in Sean Kepi, but I still feel like they're one front rower short. They did lose Liam Knight as well during the year, and he was one of the key parts of their front row rotation. It is time to blood Dave Moali fully into first grade, and it is time to blood Shakai Mitchell fully into first grade. I think both of these guys need to be consistent um, players in this South Sydney outfit. I also think, and I've said this a number of times, it is a big call. A lot of people are against it, especially other South fans. But I think that Lockie Ilias needs to start the year in New South Wales Cup. And Dean Hawkins needs to have first crack at number seven. Just my opinion, but I think that's what needs to happen. Because Dean Hawkins has proved playing New South Wales Cup that he's ready for first grade. So I think that Dean Hawkins needs to get the first crack or at least give Lockie Ilias the first six to eight weeks. And if it still doesn't work out, uh, then bring in Dean Hawkins in for a little while as well, maybe until origin. Um, but yeah, look, I mean, it's a very short premiership window. As I said, I would probably extend it to 2026, 2027, potentially even. Um, yeah, I think Jack White will have a big say on that, depending on where he plays, whether it be fullback, center, back row, lock forward, uh, and they move, obviously, Kamari back onto an edge. Uh, depending on where he fits into this side, Jack White, um, and depending on the way Latrell Mitchell comes into this uh, preseason, the way that Cody Walker comes into this preseason, uh, it's going to be very telling on the success of this side and how this side goes uh, this season. Now, the Sydney Roosters. Let's read this analysis. The Roosters had a disappointing start to the 2023 season, but finished strongly to narrowly miss out on a preliminary final berth. With Trent Robinson at the helm until 2028, and with the roster they have at their disposal, the Roosters should be competing for premierships every single year. However, with James Tedesco entering the final two years of his current contract before potentially retiring and Joseph Suwali moving to Rugby Union, uh, the Roosters' premiership window is starting to close. Uh, new players will emerge and be recruited, but, but the Tedesco era is still entering its twilight and the Roosters know 
This is the time if they want more title success. Luke Carey and Jared Maria Hargreaves are two other stars they will potentially hang up the boots after the 2024 season, with, while Joey Manu is on the market for 2025 and beyond. The club has brought smartly, uh, has bought smartly with Dominic Young and Spencer Lenu coming to the club, while Fletcher Baker, Jackson Paulo, Matt Lodge, and Paul Momorowski, and Drew Hutchison and Corey Allen and uh, Jake Turpin all leaving the club, which have all left already as well. Those guys have already left, but obviously Drew Hutchison and Jake Turpin just signed with the Bulldogs. Corey Allen and Nathan Brown have been released as well. Um, Sam Walker is the future of the club at halfback, uh, but with some veterans at the back end of their careers, the Roosters need to win the next couple of seasons uh, before the team looks very decidingly different. Uh, the premiership window is the same as South Sydney uh, for very different reasons, 2024 and 2025, it says here. Um, again, I disagree with that. As long as the Roosters keep Manu, I think that they can win a premiership, you know, to maybe in 2028 as well. I'd extend it from 2024 to 2027, 28. Um, as long as they have uh, Manu, they keep Sam Walker, they keep Billy Smith, um, you know, and they really recruit the right way over the next few years like they've been doing at the moment. Um, you know, I think they can potentially win a competition um, for the next couple of years. But with the current squad that they have, yeah, I agree that the premiership window with having everyone that they have right now is between uh, 2024 and 2025. I do agree with that. But if they want to, um, you know, with the next generation of roosters that are coming through and all the guys have recruited at the moment, I still think that window for all of those guys um, and not including the ones that are either leaving or retiring uh, would be much further than that, maybe towards 2028 um, for their premiership window. Um, but yeah, look, I mean, you have got Luke Keery and Jared Maria Hargreaves retiring uh, potentially after the 2024 season. Jared more likely than Luke Keery. Um, but yeah, Jared, definitely looks more likely to retire at the end of the 2024 season. And they're recruited for that. They've got in big Spencer Lenu and they've got plenty of younger forwards like your Egan Butchers um, and your Nafaru Whites who are in reserve grade at the moment that can come in uh, once Jared does leave. They've also got Lindsay Collins, Spencer Lenu. Um, they've got Nat Butcher as well, Satili Tupanua, Angus Crichton if they keep him. You know, they've got a bunch of forwards in that side. Sua Wong. They've got so many guys to come in into this side and really fill that hole anyway. So they've recruited really wisely and the development system is really, really good at the Roosters as well. So uh, I imagine that will be they will be a threat post-2025. But in terms of with this current group, yeah, the premiership window would be 2024, 2025. Um, I've heard a lot of comments saying that Tedesco needs to be moved on if the Roosters want to be successful. I find that ridiculous. I think Tedesco is a big part of uh, their success and he's a leader in that side. There's been a few times this year in particular where he stood up for this side and pretty much won games, back-to-back games on his own back as well, Tedesco. So um, I doubt that he is the reason they're losing games. Although, if they want to keep Manu and Manu wants to play fullback, it's no secret that Manu would probably want to play fullback. You know, they're probably going to have to consider uh, maybe either, you know, putting Tedesco in a different role or maybe, you know, either offloading him off or, you know, considering retirement for Tedesco as well over the next few seasons. Um, 
but yeah, look, I mean, very interesting stuff. It's a big discussion with the Roosters um, because they can lose a few guys, uh, which are going to leave a few holes. In terms of 5'8", Maybe that's a way to keep Manu. Say, look here, he's going to retire at the end of the 2024 season and you're going to be the 5'8 until Tedesco retires and then we're going to put you at fullback. I think that's a decent way to keep Manu in this side or convince him to stay, uh, to put him straight in the spine as of 2025. So, um, yeah, look, very, very interesting conversations. A few guys retiring. Suwali going to rugby union. We don't even know if he will 100% go to rugby union because the way that they've left Rugby Australia at the moment is poor and he could end up backflipping and staying with the Roosters. They've also got to re-sign Billy Smith and re-sign him soon um, because, obviously, if they don't, they're going to lose him to a top-tier side that needs a top-tier centre, uh, and he is definitely one of those, and we've seen it at the, at the back end uh, of the year for the Roosters. Um, so keeping him as well, um, keeping Angus Crichton, potentially deciding whether they want to keep Angus Crichton or not, whether they'd like to offload him into a different club, potentially to free up some space because he is on 800k, so that would free up a ton of space. You're also, when letting go of Suwali, freeing up a ton of space as well. So you don't really understand how much money in the cap they're freeing up, letting go of just Angus Crichton and Joseph Suwali if both of those guys go. Then you look at Jared and Luke Keary retiring. They've got a lot of money to throw around, a lot of money to throw around still. Um so, yeah, look, I mean, very interesting times. Uh, an opportunity to build a very new-looking side for the Roosters as well over the next few years. Uh, but, look, I've said it a few, number of times in this little segment. Um, I think that with this current group, Fox League have nailed the premiership window, 2024-2025. But with the next group, it's going to be till around 2028-2029. You can extend it because uh, if they keep Manu and they you know recruit the right way over the next few years, they're going to be an absolute powerhouse moving forward. Um, the Warriors uh, is the last team we're going to be doing on this, uh, uh, this part of this series. The Warriors shook up the order, the NRL order in 2023 to finish in the top four and one game short of a grand final to open their premiership window ahead of schedule. Andrew Webster has not only instilled pride back in the jersey, but has also made the Warriors a force to be reckoned with. Sean Johnson uh, wound back, wound back the clock. Jesus Christ, can I read? Probably not. Wound back the clock with a stunning run of form that saw him narrowly miss out on the Dalliam Award. A lot of people think he should have gotten it over, um, obviously, uh, Callum Ponga. However, Johnson is likely entering the final year of his career, and he even said so on his Instagram. And given the importance of the number seven position, they will need to try and win the title before he hangs up the boots. Chanel Harris-Tavita returns uh, from his gap year and could be the ideal replacement at seven, while Ronald Vogman is another option. Uh, the club also welcomes back former skipper Roger Tuivasa-Shek from Rugby Union to play centre, which will boost their attack. Uh, geez, they've really struggled in the spelling department here in that sentence, the uh, Fox League uh, journos. Uh, the club have lost Bally Sirenen, Catalan's Dragons, and Josh Curran to the Bulldogs, but have largely kept their team intact. And obviously, bef- uh, just after this report came out, it was announced that Adam Fenua Blake was going to leave in 2025 as well. Uh, the Warriors won't be taken lightly in 2024 after a strong campaign last season and will need to get used to being the hunted and not the hunter. 
But with Webster guiding the ship, the Warriors are a chance of uh, at a maiden title uh, in the next couple of seasons. It says the premiership window, again, the same, 2024 and 2025. Um, I think depending on who goes at seven, it's going to be longer than that. Um, you know, depending on who they replace Adam Fanua Blake with, it could be longer than that as well. Uh, and depending on how Roger Tuovasashek goes in his first season back, they've got so much potential. I actually think that's really wrong um, for the Warriors in terms of the premiership window. I don't think it is the next two years. I think it's probably from 2025 till 2027 uh, is their premiership window. I think figuring out who the seven is going to be after this year um, and then obviously figuring out how the rest of their side is going to be shaped, recruiting some more forwards, I think is going to be a big thing for them. They have lost, obviously, Bally Siren Josh Curran and set to lose Adam Fanua Blake in 2025. So they do need new forwards. They also need depth in the fullback position. They need some depth in the outside backs. They've lost Viliami Vaila to the Cowboys, obviously. So they do need some depth in the outside backs. Uh, obviously, four guys like Rocco Berry, um, you know, for Dallin Watani Zalesniak as well, for Marcelo Montoya. They need depth for these guys, um, you know, going into this season as well. Um, so depth is going to be a big thing. Signing some younger guys, uh, you know, working with their recruits. There's a guy called... Uh, Kalani Going or something like that. I think that's that's how you pronounce his name, Kalani Going, uh, who is an absolute freak in the back row. Uh, he will be coming through this season and will potentially get a bench spot this season as well. But getting some more forwards um, and yeah, looking for that number seven replacement. If that's Chanel Harris Tavita, I imagine that he'll be getting some game time this season. Whether that be in the 14 jersey uh, alongside Dylan Walker, who will probably play that roaming lock sort of role that he usually does. Um, but I imagine he'll be in the side somewhere, Chanel Harris Tavita, towards the back end of the season, uh, if he is the next guy coming in for Sean Johnson. So, um, yeah, very, very interesting stuff. And I cannot wait to see how the Warriors do go. But, yeah, I'm extending their uh, premiership window from 2024 to 2027 for me. I think it's much larger than people think. Well,